Hey y'all, welcome to Such a Lady and I'm your host, Siobhan, and this is episode two. I'm so super excited to come to you all and just talk to y'all about how love can just go wrong so fast. And today, um, one of the stories that I'm going to tell you is so crazy because um, you think people have money. So, you know, money buys you whatever you want. But in this case, that wasn't what happened. So let's just jump right in. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Amanda and Amanda Perry was her name. And she grew up and had a normal background, nothing out of the ordinary that I couldn't find. She she was raised okay. She she didn't struggle. She didn't know about the struggle. So, um, but she did. She had two husbands, and they the they ended up in divorce, and they weren't good divorces. They were they were ugly divorces. And then she met this young man, and at the time, of course, she says that she thought that he was going to be her forever, and they were. It was the Fourth of July weekend, and. He was at the lake and normally he goes and he jumps in the lake all the time, but he didn't know at this time that they had actually drained the lake. And so where he went to jump at, where he had jumped at several times, ended up being an area where they drained it and he jumped and he broke his back and he ended up killing himself. And so um, Amanda found him. And of course, it was devastating to her, but he did end up leaving her a nice size life insurance policy. And so she wasn't really hurting for anything at this point. Um, Now, from everything I see, Amanda had a daughter. She had a daughter when she was 17 and they had more of a sister-sister relationship as opposed to a mother-daughter relationship. Her daughter stayed with different people throughout the time. So when her husband passed away and she came into all this money, Amanda started doing a whole bunch of traveling. She started um, going with her girlfriends to different places. And one of the places that she absolutely loved was the same Virgin Islands. Well, the Virgin Islands. She loved there. She loved it there. So um, she decided she wanted to move there. And she did. And she um, was partying one night and she was at this club and they were playing reggae music. And the person who was leading the um, band was this reggae singer and his name was Grant Hayes. And Amanda just fell in love. She said it was love at first sight. And um, she went and shot her shot. She she didn't wait for him to shoot his. She went and shot hers. And I guess it it went into the net because they became an item. And they started going on trips and having a good time. And it turned into more so them living off of Amanda's inheritance. Well, the life insurance policy that she got. And Grant wasn't so much into doing his gigs anymore because he had a sugar mama and she was taking care of him. So he didn't have no worries. Um, But Amanda decided that, you know, this was all fun and games and she liked Grant, but she wanted to do what her passion was which was acting. So she decides she's going to leave the um, Virgin Islands and go back to New York. And she goes back to New York. And once she gets back there, she's like, 
okay, this is nice, but I miss my boo. So she calls Grant because he stayed behind. And she's like, okay, I want you to come back. I will not come back, but I want you to come here with me. And he's like, okay, because I'm saying this is his this is his cash flow. This is who he's getting his, his money from. So I don't know if she was sending him money while he was there. But all I know is that when she called, he came running. <laughs> he was like, I'm coming, baby. I'm coming to you. So when he gets there, um, you know, the women aren't all over him like they are in the Virgin Islands because he's not getting these gigs. It's hard for him. Everybody in New York wants to be a singer. So it's it's like it wasn't the way it was in the Virgin Islands. So everything fell on to Amanda and her. She got a couple of acting gigs, but nothing that was going to pay the bills on a regular basis. So they just started slowly but surely falling into debt. And then this is when Grant comes out and he says, listen, oh, by the way, I'm having a legal custody battle with my children's mother because I have two children. And so he had a three-year-old named Grant Jr. And then he had a two-year-old named Gentle. Now, y'all, I don't know if I like the name Gentle or not yet. I'm kind of on the fence. I'm going back and forth one minute. I'm like, oh, Gentle, that's cute. And then the next minute, I'm like, who names their kid Gentle? But I don't know. I'm on the fence. I think, yeah, I'm going to go. We like it. We like it. Y'all let me know if y'all like it. I think we do. Okay. So anyway, (laughs) so he tells her, hey, listen, I'm going through this custody battle and it's ugly. And of course, she's like, Oh, listen, babe, I got you. You know, sometimes we as women, we want to be the saver. We want to save everybody. We got this S on our chest. And so she's like, oh, well, you know, I have money. And the little money that she has, they're they're slowly but surely dipping into it. And it's going towards these attorney fees so that Grant can get custody of his children. And so Grant decides one day, listen, Come on, Amanda, let's go get married. And I mean, I'm sure he didn't have to beg her. He didn't have to say it more than one time. She was probably ready to go. So they went to Las Vegas and they ended up eloping. And when they got back to New York, um, Grant asked, could he see his oldest son? And he he ended up getting, um, she let him see the son. And he decided he didn't want to send the son back. Now, the mother of Grant's children's name was Laura. Her name was Laura Ackerson. And she was kind of back and forth with working. So sometimes she had a job, sometimes she didn't. And depending on how her money flow was, she was staying with her parents. And it was kind of a back and forth thing. But now that Grant had his sugar mama, then he felt like he was better than her. And he he felt like that his situation was a lot more stable for the children. And so he decided he was just going to keep the kid. And not only that, but he ended up going to court and getting um, emergency custody of their younger son, Gentle. Now, Laura, at this time, she goes to court and she's like, well, listen, he took the kids and I don't know how to get them back. And I really think because of the fact that she didn't have the money that they had and she probably didn't have access to the lawyers that Amanda and Grant had that it was probably hard for her because when I look into it when she went to court to try to get her sons back she couldn't but when Grant went to court he was able to get emergency custody of the boys just based on the fact that he said that he thought she was going to take them from her so it wasn't a fair deal, but I think it probably had something to do with the fact that they had a little bit more money and then the fact that the court saw it as he was married to this lady and 
the kids will be in a better environment. That's just my own personal opinion on that one. So once they get the boys, they decide that New York is too busy and they want to move with the boys to North um, Raleigh, North Carolina. And Amanda, she jumps into this mother role head first. She just goes in and she, I think she legit thought that she was these kids' mother. She, she had some type of idea that everything would be better if Laura wasn't in the picture. And I think that just reading over some of the stuff and looking at some of the documentaries that I saw, um, Amanda was older than Grant. Amanda was 39 and Grant was 32 and Laura was 27. So, and Laura was a very beautiful woman. She just looking at her, her pictures, her eyes, like just looking at the pictures, they just lit up. So she was very beautiful. And I could see where Amanda might <laughs> have some resentment towards her. Um, but she just kind of wanted her to go away. And I, I, of course, I'm sure she wanted her to go away because her money was going away. Like she was spending tons and tons of money on attorney fees for children that weren't hers like these were Grant's kids and I'm like okay well listen bro you're gonna have to get a job like I don't know how you think this is gonna work but she was she was a rider she said I, I I'm, I'm I'm with you through thick and thin and so they decided that the best course of action was to get rid of Laura and so they wanted her out of the picture and they came up with this fake court document which said that she was going to get give all of her rights over to Grant and Amanda and they would give her $25,000 and they would have full custody and she would just see the kids on supervised visits and I don't know where they were going to get this $25,000 to give to Laura if she agreed to it because they were in so much debt that I don't even know how they would do it and on top of that um, Amanda was pregnant. She was pregnant with Grant's son. I mean, Grant's daughter. And I, I'm sure she, she was happy at first, but then reality set in like, okay, where's this money going to come from for, for an ex, for an extra mouth in our home? Because we, we still have two boys and then I have Grant, which is a grown man, but I'm taking care of him. And then we have this baby on the way. So the only option was to get Laura out of the picture so that they could stop having to pay all of these legal fees. Um, but Laura wasn't having it. Laura was like, listen, no. And they went back and forth. And one day they called Laura over to the house and was like, hey, come over here and let's talk and let's get this all hashed out. And when she gets there, they kind of like bully her. They punk her into signing the paper saying that she's going to, um, give them custody and take the $25,000. And so Laura gets up and she walks out. Now, this is what they said happened. And I really hope this and this isn't what happened because Laura gets up and she signs the paperwork. And when she's walking out, she pulls out a tape recorder. And apparently Laura had been recording every encounter that she had with Grant and Amanda. Every time something happened, she would take out her recorder and record it. And then when she got home, she would document it. And so when she was walking away, she pulled out her recorder and said, hey, judge, I only signed that in, under duress. And Grant saw that and he was pissed off and he was like, oh, okay, so now you want to play. 
And I think he just saw red. I don't think he intended for that to happen. I think he just thought that he was going to punk her into signing the paperwork. But once he realized she was recording um, and he was going to get in trouble, he decided to strangle her. And Amanda sat there and watched him strangle Laura like she was nothing with their three kids upstairs. And then once they had killed her, they decided to take her upstairs in the bathroom, which was right down the hall from where the children were at. And they, they decided to cut her up. Grant went to Home Depot and he got a saw and a machete. And then they have him on camera. The man is, listen y'all, the man is on camera and he's laughing. He's talking to the people. He's asking them questions about different saws, which one are, which ones are better than the other one. So he had just killed her and it didn't look like he had any remorse at all on the video. And so he gets back and they cut her up in the bathroom and to it, when you just sit back and you think about it to sit and cut somebody up with with a saw you're just just imagine that it's crazy so they're cutting her up and then after they cut her up they wrap her in these trash bags and start putting her body in different ice chests and grant goes and gets a u-haul and they're like where are we gonna put her and so amanda's like well you know there's this lake by my sister's house. We could go to Texas. So they get in the U-Haul and they load up the kids. At this time, Amanda's daughter is only one month old. So they have Grant Jr., who's three. They have Gentle. Poor little Gentle. Gentle. Do we still like that name? They still got Gentle. And then they have the one-month-old baby girl. And they're in the car and they're heading to Texas. So when they get to the sister's house, Amanda's sister's house, Karen's house, she's excited because she's never even met Grant before. She's never met him. She's never met the kids. She's never even met her new niece. So she's like, oh, wow, this is awesome. So Amanda's um, coming down here and she's asking her about this oyster creek and it's this lake and so she's like well are there alligators in there and she's asking questions and her sister's not really thinking anything about it but she's just like okay well i get to see my sister you know these questions are weird but okay hey they're here and so she asked her she's like well hey can you watch the kids for a little while because i want to take grant out on the boat and let them see you know the lake and she's like sure you know and she's thinking that she's spending time with her nieces and nephews but in reality they're actually using that time to take the boat and they're taking Laura's body and they're throwing it <clears throat> over the boat piece by piece and then they come back and they leave the ice chest there and they're in a hurry now at this time. So they decide, okay, yeah, we got to hurry up and get out of here. And they kiss their sister goodbye and they're on their way. And she's just like, well, that was weird. And she doesn't think anything of it. And she's just happy she got to see her family. Um, but what's crazy about it is that they decide while they're going back to Raleigh, North Carolina, the police are headed to the sister's house because when... Laura didn't come back. She had told her business partner that she was going to go see her, going to go pick up her sons. And if something happened, to call the police. And when she couldn't get a hold of her, that's exactly what, the, what her business partner did. She called the police. And when the police went to Laura's house and they saw that she had documentation of all of the fights and all of the threats and all the stuff, 
that was going on with Grant and Amanda, they went immediately to their apartment. And when they went to their apartment, um, Laura's, Amanda's daughter was there. And she told the police, well, they left in a hurry to go to Texas, which they did. But when the police were doing a search, come to find out, they found Laura's car abandoned in the apartment complex directly across from Amanda and Grant's apartment. So, of course, they became the prime suspects, which I'm sure they already were when they found all that stuff at the house that Laura had documented. But of course, this just was the icing on top of the cake. So when they went to the sister's house, they were informed that they had just missed them. The sister was like, well, they just left, but they weren't deterred. They were like, okay, well, let's, it's a reason why they came. And so the sister, um, they started asking her questions and she prayed about she actually prayed about it and was like lord help me to be able to just you know do the right thing and she did she told them you know she came here and they went on a um, trip on the boat on the lake and so the police officers went and they had divers go in the lake and they found laura's torso they found her leg they also found um camera surveillance cameras showing that um Amanda was pouring acid trying to actually dissolve Laura's body. And when that didn't work, that's when they decided to put her in the lake. And she that's why she was asking her sister if there were alligators there because she wanted the alligators to get the body so that the evidence would go away. And so by the time the police made it back to Raleigh, North Carolina, and they arrested Amanda and Grant, they were singing like freaking hummingbirds. They were telling on each other like it was nobody's business. Um, Amanda was saying that uh, Grant was threatening her and she felt like she had no other choice and that's why she did it. And Grant just came out and said that, no, he didn't have anything to do with it. What happened was Laura and Amanda were getting into it and it went bad and Amanda ended up killing Laura. And so they just turned on each other and the love that they had just turned into toxic love that fast and it's crazy in my mind i feel like okay so if you're gonna kill somebody um together then at least have a plan or at least hold out together like could you at least have my back for a little while they didn't care about either one they were just looking out for themselves and so grant ended up getting charged with first degree murder and he got a life sentence and Amanda was charged with second degree murder. And when I tell you, I watched that trial and she she wasn't the best actor because I looked her up and she didn't have really any roles that were major. She was kind of like a, like a, somebody, a fill-in. But she played her, the role of her life when she was in that courtroom because she only ended up getting for second degree murder 13 to 16 years so when she went to jail she was 39 she should be getting out when she's 59 but the state of texas ended up picking up charges and they ended up charging her with um tampering with evidence and the fact that they said that she was pouring acid on um a human body was like a second degree felony and so what they're doing is they're trying to charge her with that. And if they do pick up those charges, then she's looking at when she's done with her charges in Raleigh, North Carolina, they're looking at charging her with an additional 20 years in Texas. So she's going to spend the rest of her life behind bars because she 
loved a man so much that she thought that she couldn't share his children with the mother of his kids. It, it's just a crazy story. So now her children, her daughter, and then Grant's two children are being raised by his parents. And just to know that these children are going to have to grow up knowing that their father and their mother killed this lady is just so crazy. It, I, I kid you all, like people always think that you know, us as women, we're supposed to have it all together and stuff like that. And we never um, snap or have a bad day. But these stories intrigue me so much because it's amazing how just one moment can change your entire life. I don't think that Amanda thought that things were going to go the way that they did. But now she's spending the rest of her life in jail because she loved the wrong person. So she went from being this woman with all this money, able to travel and not have a care in the world to somebody who wakes up every morning and goes to sleep behind bars. So that's something to think about. So listen, hey, go to my page and follow me on Instagram at suchalady30 and leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know if there's some stories about some women that you know who risked it all behind love. I would love to hear from you all. Um, thank you for tuning in and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining in the Such A Lady. Love you guys.